Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Pfeiffer. And guess what, guys? You guessed it. I have another amazing Suburban Warrior here today to share her story with all of you. And while I'm a very practical coach and I believe in objective measures to success and growth, I'm also very much, I lean into more subjective measures and the importance of things that you can't see or measure. You know, like that voice inside your head that talks to you all day long and your intuition or your gut feelings that you have and, and tapping into that. And as a coach, I know that what we believe and our thoughts matter, and that everything in this universe, including ourselves, is energy. So I'm really thrilled to welcome our guest today, Jean Atman. Jean is a self-mastery mentor and energy medicine specialist, and is a leading expert on how to break free of negative life experiences for good. She is passionate about helping women build the confidence they need to go after their dreams, Her primary focus is on empowering them to heal past pain so they can step into a future filled with confidence, clarity, and ease. Jean's unique combination of intuitive energy healing, soul coaching, and belief sculpting sets the stage for radical transformation. She remains fiercely dedicated to that cause and throughout her 21-year professional career has empowered over 20,000 people worldwide to consciously create a beautiful life experience. She offers individual sessions, group healing programs, workshops, guided meditations, and retreats. Welcome to the podcast, Jean. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm thrilled to have you here as well, and I'm really excited to hear about more more about you personally and also more about your business because I'm really I'm always just so interested in this topic and everything that anything that has to do with like energy healing with spirit with with using energy as medicine with energy in general because you know I think it's something that all of us we're all energy we're all energetic beings and you know, the older I get and the more that I learn about it, the more I want to learn about it because it's so fascinating to me. So I'm really excited to dive right into this today with you. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into, you know, energy healing and belief sculpting as, as you say, because I I love that word. Um, But how did, how did you find yourself in this career? 
Yeah, I um I was born into this world a very sensitive child and I saw things in our house that no one else saw. I felt presence around me ever since I was a child. I have always been open to the upper realms and for a long time when I was a little girl, I felt like there was something wrong with me because no one else in my house saw those things or believed them and I came in here with memories of my process of incarnation here into this lifetime i have memories of past lives and yeah. and my mom and you know my dad they're very very strict catholic religious background very traditional they said there is no such thing as reincarnation i'm like but i have memories of other lifetimes like how is that if that's not true so grew up in a way that it felt um like I was a stranger in a strange land kind of way. Yeah. And so I tried to form myself around um, this plane of existence that didn't really fit with me. And I started taking on belief systems that there was something wrong with me, that this stuff doesn't exist, even though I see it right in front of me. And so it really started to instill a lot of doubt in who I was and what I, my reality <laughs> compared to other yeah, people's reality. So it's a very confusing time. So I spent most of my teenage years in complete rebellion, <laughs> just because um, nothing seemed to fit. And the things that felt right to me didn't seem like it resonated with anyone around me. And it just was a really tumultuous time because what they wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, me to do just didn't fit. So yeah. I find that I rebelled a lot and I was resisting a lot of parts of myself and rejecting a lot of parts of myself. And as I continued on, I was drawing in a lot of people and relationships that I wanted to help them, but they just weren't ready to help. And let me backtrack a little bit. Um, the household that I grew up in was very toxic. Yeah. And I found myself always protecting our animals from people that were trying to harm them and things like that. The family dynamic was very narcissistic, sociopathic personalities. So I believed that I was sort of the protector of the innocent. And so I carried that forward with me too. And I was finding myself wanting to save everyone, mostly from themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I saw how much pain that people were in and I knew that I could help them through it. And early on, because I was so sensitive to energy and other people's emotions and needs, I learned to read the room really early because if if they were at peace, if these people who were kind of having these a lot of challenges, mental and emotional challenges were okay, then I could be okay. So that gift developed from being in a really toxic household. So that sort of continued to evolve throughout my own personal experience. And what was really life-changing for me is after my marriage ended, I started getting out in the dating world and I ended up with a really extreme narcissistic behavioral relationship, this man. And it really started to dawn on me finally that I was drawing this in. I was creating this based on what I believed that I deserved and yeah. I didn't have to. <laughs> right. So, but it had to get really, really loud before I realized that I was trying to help people that just didn't want to be helped. And I was expending a ton of energy doing that and it was draining me and it wasn't filling them because they had a deep well of needs that just could not be filled by anyone except for them, but they were unwilling to do that for themselves. So a lot of really hard life experiences, a lot of, you know, questioning why I'm here, why this planet is just a terrible place to be. And I thought life has to be more than struggle and challenge and pain and suffering. And I thought this has got to change. And so I started to learn to stop focusing on people that didn't want the help. 
And what really made this clear to me was after I kicked this narcissist out of my life, I went into a deep meditation and he started walking towards me and I had my arms open and I said, you know, I can help you if you just let me, like, you don't have to continue to live in this darkness. And there was this huge dark force that came up behind him and he looked at me, he kind of bowed his head and he turned and he followed the dark. And I thought, holy crap. It's a choice. (laughs) It's a choice to do that. And there's no way that I'm ever going to be able to help him if he's choosing that. So that was such a huge epiphany for me. And then I started to everything fell into place about all these people that I was trying to help when they're choosing to stay stuck. So from that moment forward, I thought, I'm not going to do that anymore because it literally almost killed me. I mean, I was so completely depleted that I could barely even stand on my own. So in that moment, I knew life had to change. And so that began my deep dive into my own healing process. Wow. That's, there is so much that I want to unpack there (laughs) in that intro, because I, you know, there really is just a lot to unpack, but because it's all so meaningful, you know, you said so many things. So one of the things when you mentioned that when you were little and or younger, when you're growing up in your family's household, that you were sensitive to these upper realms, that you felt things or you saw things that no one else believed to be true, or you felt that you were reincarnated, you felt your past lives. Can you just give us an example of like an experience that you had or something growing up where that happened to you? And instead of you pushing it down, you sort of recognized that it was actually happening, but everyone else was trying to push it down. Yeah, well, there was a lot of spirits in our house. And, um, and just to give a little bit more background, my mom was a nun, and my dad was a brother, and they met through their religious life, and they had to get a dispensation from the Pope to get married. Wow, so they're okay. extremely traditionally Catholic. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say that's pretty extreme. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> yeah. And so but for me, you know, connecting was never through a building or a church or an organization. It was always a very intimate connection for me. Yeah. So I wanted to be out in nature because that's where I felt most connected to God and all that was not around a lot of other people with a lot of other emotions and energies and things that made me feel super contracted. So it was really um, always trying to follow where I felt led, but others trying to suppress that and kind of corral me into their belief system. So it was, it was always just kind of felt like a struggle. And that's where I started to really build this warrior up in me to say, no, that's not okay with me. And I'm not going to do that. And so it created a lot of resistance between me and my parents. And that's why I call it rebelling, because I was just doing exactly the opposite (laughs) of what they wanted me to do. Um, So it was a lot of just really trying to find my way and claim it without even really recognizing that I was doing that necessarily, but just feeling like I know what's not for me. And I cannot, with every fiber of my being, cannot do that and feel okay about it. So it's like my intuition was sparking early on. Um, and I finally got to the point where I, it was so loud that I couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah, that's that's pretty fascinating. And I think it makes sense that you were forced one way uh, versus the other. So you grew up in this household and it makes sense that you would have sort of 
rejected something that did not feel intuitively right for you. And so then as you got older and you're in these narcissistic relationships, which again, makes sense because you're attracting, you're attracting that when, because it was in your life. So you had to really know that you were attracting it to forcibly say, I don't want that anymore in my life, which is not easy to do. So now tell me, how did you get into really channeling spirit or channeling energy to help others? Well, I've developed a meditation practice long ago, and I found energy healing in 2000 when I had my first Reiki attunement. And I discovered energy um, in 97, basically, I started to really play with it more. But I still thought it was something that was just weird about me, (laughs) kind of different or strange or unique. But it became it started to become fun because I started to allow it. And I found other people that were sort of open to playing with the energy realm with me. So it didn't feel so strange anymore. And so rejecting of everyone around me. And then in 2000, when I, um, I graduated college with a psych degree, and I graduated college with a psych degree, and I just wanted more of a hands-on approach. So I went back for neuromuscular therapy to learn more about all the systems of the body. I'm just super curious about how the body works. Well, then I found Reiki. And when I had my first attunement, everything changed because I thought, I'm not the only one who feels these things, who yeah. senses these things. And to be able to put some structure around it was life-changing for me. And within my attunement process, after the attunement, I went outside and I looked at the leaves on the trees and every single leaf was vibrating with energy. And so it really opened my channels to seeing energy in a whole new capacity. And I was sold at that point because I thought, oh, this makes sense to me. This feels like home to me. So that started my energetic journey. And since then, I've taken you know as many energetic modalities as I can get my hands on. But then in 2011, I was meditating. And I think that Everyone has gifts of channel. Everyone has gifts of insight. Everyone has gifts of accessing their higher selves. We just need to pause long enough to hear. And a lot of times people get so busy with life and to-do lists and all these multitasking things that we're so much in our loops and our mental body that we don't ever take time to get into our soul and our spirit. So throughout my meditation practice, I just continue to connect. And what really changed everything for me is I was doing a deep chakra cleanse and alignment And I teach a lot about energy and frequency because when you are vibrating at a higher frequency, your entire life functions better, easier, and more purposefully. And so when I was doing this deep chakra cleanse, my intentions were to cleanse every single chakra and to get into alignment. And when you're into your own innate alignment, you are also connected to all that is. Yeah. So let's let's say, for instance, your root chakra, a lot of people may be not familiar with the chakra system. So there's seven main ones, right? And the root is connected to safety and security. And the shadow aspect of that is fear. So if you are vibrating with a lot of fear in your life, chances are you probably have some stagnations in that root chakra. So when you start to clear that stuff, you come into the light version of it, the full robust version of it, which is safety, security, all of a sudden, you're busting through abundance blocks, you're feeling safe in your life, you're no longer drawing in traumatic and toxic relationships, you know, your relationships become more loving, all based on your energy frequency. So when I was going through just learning really deeply, intimately about all of my chakras, I got up into my throat, I was working my way up, got into the throat. 
And my body started to do kind of this unwinding thing. And um, I thought, okay, this is weird. <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> but I'm going to roll with it. Um, and then my head got stuck backwards and I felt almost paralyzed. And it felt like a bunch of things were just sort of being extracted from my throat, but I couldn't put my head back forward. So it sort of scared me a little bit. And I called on Archangel Michael to come and pull me from the depth of my meditation. And all of a sudden, I felt this massive masculine force on my right side. And I felt a hand kind of gently push my cheek to rest on his shoulder. And I thought, I have officially lost my mind. <laughs> and, and I just sat there in awe and questioning my sanity and just kind of sitting there kind of assimilating to him. And I thought, well, you literally called him and he showed up and now you don't know what to do with that. So I just sat there just taking it all in, absorbing it and and just really, I don't know, enjoying it, I suppose. But then when I sat up, I felt this feminine presence on my left side and she identified herself as St. Bridget. And I didn't know who that was at the time, but we started dialoguing. Yeah. And I was asking a lot of questions about things and everything that she responded to me just plugged in as resonant truth. And I could feel the truth in it. And I thought I could ask anything and get an answer. And I thought this is amazing. But what happened was after we closed our dialogue, I didn't really remember too much from the session because I was so kind of out of body in the ethers. And when I came back into my full consciousness, it felt distant from that. But I do remember what she said at the, at the very end was that you've been restless your whole life because you've been searching for your connection back to us. And I thought, that's so true. Like, that's what was lacking in my life. That's why I was rebelling against all these 3D systems, because that's not me. That's not where I resonate. I resonate with the upper realms. I resonate with more expansive consciousness. I resonate with things that are out, out of body, more experiences in the wisdom of the universe and God's source energy. So it just made me feel like, okay, I can do, I can do this plane of existence better because I have my my people, <laughs> you know, kind of around me. That is so, so God, I don't know, again, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm like yeah. so fascinated. So keep going. Yeah. So um, it was interesting. So I was addicted to meditation. I spent pretty much all of 2012 in meditation, just dialoguing and talking and getting to know all these ascended masters and archangels and learning to um, kind of recognize their frequency when they would come in. So I would invoke them for specific things and I would learn to get to know them through their frequency. Um, and so I don't see, I closed my sight down when I was little because it scared me. So I'm a feeler. So I feel and I see a lot through my third eye when my eyes are closed. So I can see all sorts of things without seeing in this physical plane. So I just you know, started learning all about them. And then it just became a constant dialogue. So I'm pretty much in constant dialogue with channel all the time. And I'm constantly asking questions. I feel like I'm a perpetual student because there's so much to learn all the time and so much to clarify all the time. And for me, having curiosity about that just fuels me every single day. And for instance, I'll give you an example. I was working with a client and she was having a lot of trouble with her mom, who was extremely cruel, a narcissistic behavioral type. And she was saying, I can't forgive her. I just can't forgive her. And, you know, we know forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for us, all these things that we hear and we know we kind of get at an intellectual level, but we don't yeah. really get it, you right, know, to right. embody it. So I went into a channel that night and I was asking 
How can I help this woman find forgiveness and find peace from the situation? And what came through was so fascinating. They said, <laughs> forgiving, because, okay, let me backtrack. When, when someone injures us, right, we take it as hurt or injury, they are basically projecting their hurt onto us, right? So we take on that as baggage, and so basically, it's our time to give that baggage back to them. So yeah. guidance came through and said, forgiving is forgiving this back to them. It's forgiving their baggage yeah. back. It's exactly. to give their baggage back, right? Yeah. And I thought, that is mind-blowing. It's because it just completely reframed that entire experience. You just give that back to them and you say, this isn't mine. This isn't my stuff. This belongs to you and I'm no longer going to carry it. And that frees you from that baggage. I mean, isn't it amazing when you just, even just t- hearing you say that story and take and learning that play on words, it completely reframes any situation that you can look at in your life where you're so mad or so upset with someone, even if it's a parent that is lifelong, like wronged you, you know, to your point about your, your, your family situation growing up. When you are able to kind of reframe that perspective and say it's for giving it back to them, I, I, I don't accept this. I'm giving it back to you, right? It rids yeah. you of anger. It rids you of, you know, a- every single emotion that you feel towards that person that is negative emotions that is, you know, sitting in you, probably blocking all your chakras to your point, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, so it's, it's just amazing in that one story, how you can just flip it and, and reframe the, a, a whole life scenario that yes. pe- like that people could be stuck with. Really? Right. Yeah. And a big part of that is giving responsibility back because yes. we take on yes. so much responsibility that doesn't really belong to us. Yes. And we, sure. it's, you know, to give that back is so liberating. It, <laughs> and it, it just clearly is so much density from your own field. When you're not carrying that stuff anymore, your frequency elevates and you are, you, you're coming back into your soul essence, your light body, your, your true innate sense of self. And so when you're not carrying that stuff anymore, you're free. It's the you're most free. amazing feeling. <laughs> I, 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 it is the most amazing feeling. And I think that, and just hearing you talk about your experience and how you've found channeling through meditation, it's just such a, I mean, I was just so enthralled with the story because I'm also, I have so I've done some energy work. I'm like attuned in Reiki, just level one. Um, but I, I love learning more and more about it. But to your point about being a constant learner, I think you can never stop learning about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just about going deeper and deeper into it. It's like the levels will never end. Right. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and I actually, one, um, the, one of the women that I work with who, um, you know, who tuned me in Reiki and, and who is also a medium and a spiritual healer and works in energy medicine, but she describes it really well about like, it's like a staircase. We're all on the same staircase mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're all going on it. But like some people are just a little higher than others because when I hear you talking about channeling and getting the messages, I think it's just amazing. And I think I do do that. And I think everyone does to your point, but it's just, it's listening. But I think what you said as well, which I want to reiterate is that you're asking questions. And I think that that's something that we don't all do because we're, 
We're just, we're waiting for answers to come, but we're not asking the right questions. And this is something that I talk about a lot with my clients because words matter. How you say things matter, right? It, it, your words uh, affect your thoughts and affects what you, how you believe in things. We just described that now with the forgiving, which is so funny, but <laughs> you know, it all, all comes full circle, but you know, you're asking questions. So you're putting words out there and you're asking questions and then you're getting these channeled answers, which is just so fascinating to me. <laughs> it was interesting when I first was doing this, I was, I spent a lot of time in meditation and I was realizing I wasn't remembering everything that I wanted to remember and recall from the sessions. Yeah. So I started chronically journaling <laughs> and I, I'm a full advocate of journaling because I love to ask questions and in my journal, and then I just start to write whatever I think it is. And then eventually source comes in and just starts to flow. And you can always tell when it comes through, because all of a sudden I'm not writing in the lines. I'm all over the place. It's super scratchy, you know, yeah. <laughs> cursive. It's really hard to read because I'm writing so fast, but that, you know, it, it's just like, you need the access point to allow the flow. So even if you can't tune into channel right away, just start to write what you think. And then just even setting the intention, I allow channel to come through me. I allow information for my greatest good to flow. I'm open to receiving whatever this is. But the problem is we tend to, as a community or as a humanity, focus on the problems versus the solutions. And one thing I really teach is if we continue to focus on all the details of what's not working, you will continue to create situations that are not working. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. stop focusing on the details and take the details as information because everything that's happening to you, everything that's triggering you is meant to lead you into something within. So when you stop focusing out of outside of yourself and come back in and take responsibility for your feelings and say, what's going on in there? And there's no room for judgment. It's, it's those shadow parts within us, the insecurities, the fears, all of those things that, that people want to ignore and neglect and reject within themselves because they don't feel good. Those things are just asking for some healing, some attention, some love, some nurturing. So when you can think of it that way, there's nothing to fear in there. There's no part of you that you need to reject or or think that there's something bad or wrong. It's just something that really wants to be healed. So when you take that perspective, it's easy to say, okay, I'm feeling insecure right now. What can I do about that? How can I love myself more through this experience? And then the more you get to know yourself, the more you find it's fascinating inside. <laughs> There's so much going on in there. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think to your point, like I'll just use the, you know, if you're feeling insecure example that you just gave, I think a lot of us, what happens is if we are feeling insecure, instead of taking that and, and, and owning that feeling and then saying, and, and thinking about why am I feeling this way and, or asking the right questions and loving yourself. I think what we do as human beings and especially as women and especially as moms, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we say, um, I feel insecure. And then it becomes, well, well, now I feel guilty that I feel insecure. And, <laughs> you know, um, now I'm mad at myself that I feel insecure. And what, you know, like, like it's just like a snowball effect of negative emotions as opposed to bringing in, positive emotions and, and understanding, wait, why do I feel this way? Yes, exactly. That's so true. And that's the default of the old paradigm. And, and literally the energy of the old 
is meant to keep us small. It's meant to keep us dense in the density. But as we're moving through this process of ascension, we can unpack all that stuff. We can drop all that stuff off. We no longer need to be in that space. And right now, with all of this energetic and cosmic energy that's happening around us right now, we really have full potential of stepping into an easier way of being more easily than ever before. I mean, I've been practicing for two decades and I've never seen potential like what is happening around us right now. Why do you think that is? Well, we've been working towards this process of ascension. Are you familiar with ascension? Um, I know what ascension means. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know what it means to ascend, um, yes. but I, I'm not familiar like in the spiritual world. I know that, again, the, the woman I work with, who she talks about like a fifth dimension opening yes. up. Is that yes. similar? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so we are ascending. So basically, we've been living in a particular density, which is 3D. So within this, this density, there's a lot of anger, rage, insecurity, greed, grief, all of these kind of lower, heavier emotions that we've been living in and feeling like that is all that exists and so as we move into 4D, which is more about acceptance and forgiveness and starting to learn in an openness, a receptivity to potential, more unconditional love, kindness, compassion, sort of in this transition, moving up into 5D, which is liberation, enlightenment, consciousness. So we're elevating in our frequency. And we're doing this because the earth energy herself is elevating in frequency. So it's sort of creating a harmonic convergence where if the earth is rising in her frequency, all of the inhabitants on earth have got to match that. And if they try to stay stuck, it's sort of a painful and comfortable process because this purge is happening, <laughs> whether people want to go into it, kick it and screaming or with intention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's some really deep thoughts. So I want to say it's like some really deep shit. <laughs> Yeah. And I hate to like mark like say that so simply, but it is. It's it's when you think about it in that way. And if you're not used to thinking on like spiritual realms, and if you don't meditate, and if you haven't ever experienced something like Reiki or any type of energy medicine or energy movement at all, chakras, all that kind of stuff. If you haven't experienced any of that, I think it all hearing this is seems so big and so crazy and so large. And I've been hearing about this for years as well. And I don't specifically work with energy on a daily basis, but I, I, I am tapped into it a little bit in the last, I would say probably three to five years. So for me, I'm, you know, I'm hearing it and I, and I'm understanding it because I have been hearing it, but I can imagine for some people that's like, wait, what? But I, it is, it's like this whole shift. And I think when you think about it, again, it's just as the forces that we can't see, you know, some people, when I talk to them about, when we're talking about spirit channeling, um, meditation, whatever it may be, energy in general, I always say, well, I mean, we all believe in gravity because we're all standing on the earth, <laughs> but no <laughs> one has ever seen it, right? You know, right. so it, it, it's just one example of something we can't see, but yet we all still firmly believe in. And mm. so I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, it's very fascinating. So tell me then now let's shift to how you use these amazing gifts that you have, your channeling, your energy work to help others. 
Yeah, I do offer um, private sessions. So one-on-one for people that really are ready to take an accelerated approach to their healing. And I say, usually when people are ready for to make massive transformation, it's when they find me because I don't, you know, some people will call me and say, can you do a Reiki session? And I said, no, <laughs> I can refer you to have a session. I, I really want to work with people who are ready to take responsibility for themselves, who are wanting to find empowerment in their own healing journey, and who are ready to move through the depth of, of layers that all these things that are keeping them stuck. So usually people find me when they are just done <laughs> with how their life is functioning. Yeah. Ready for some drastic change. That makes sense. The little one-off sessions aren't aren't helping. It's ready for a massive transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think about these things didn't originate in a day and they're not going to clear in a day. So my approach is very layered. And so I assist people with the deeper energetic clearing. So we we do a lot of timeline work, end up doing a lot of timeline work, some past life regression work, and finding the origin of the wound of wherever that happened, start to clear it energetically and decongest that from their field which then liberates them from that energy. So from that point forward, making free will and choice regarding that is much easier because they're not trying to work through all the congestion of the past. So when you drop off the baggage, it's so much easier to choose something different for yourself. So that's sort of the epitome of how my work works. Um, But along the way, I offer mindfulness practices that they can implement So they know what they're doing and how that is changing their lives. Because I'm a teacher at heart and I don't ever want to create dependency. I want you to take responsibility for your stuff and I want you to know how to do it so you feel empowered through it. So I not only help people to clear the deep stuff, I take them along for the journey so they know exactly what I'm doing and how to replicate that for themselves, as well as teaching them about the belief systems and how that is creating their current reality and how to become conscious creators into creating what they do want. So it's a really integrated approach of beliefs, of energy clearing, of clearing past baggage. You know, it's kind of a a big, huge blend of things. And it sounds complex, but when you get into session, it's very clear because we take whatever the priority is that they're working through currently. And that's where we go because that's the thing raising its hand saying, pick me, pick me. I need some assistance over here. So we always know exactly where to work and no session is ever the same with thousands of people. No session has ever been the same <laughs> because everyone is so, their needs are so individualized. Yeah. Um, I also offer my most recent labor of love because, you know, being one person and having this deep, deep drive to save humanity since I was a little kid (laughs) trying to offset that big, huge belief system. But my desire really is to help uplift as many people as I possibly can in this lifetime. And so I created my Limitless course, which basically helps people to kind of unearth and dismantle all the old rickety foundations of what we what we kind of came in here with. So for instance, in my background, I grew up feeling like life is hard, you know, life is painful, life is a struggle, life is challenged, people are mean. And so when we develop those belief systems, life reflects those, we will always validate what we believe through our experiences. <laughs> yep, you got that right, sister. Yeah. I, I mean, that is so true. So true. Yeah. So I mean, when people we, don't realize how much our beliefs affect our entire reality. Everything. 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 <laughs> All of it. But the thing is, the challenge is those belief systems are typically in the subconscious and unconscious minds. 
So we're not even aware that we believe these things, but yet life is telling us, hey, this is what you believe. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, life is like throwing it in your face. Like this is what you believe. And you're like, why is this happening to me? (laughs) Yeah. Why is it so hard? Why do I keep, you know, receiving, doing the same things over and over? Yeah. (laughs) So I teach people how to identify those things, how to throw away all the old stuff that's not working and how to build a strong foundation. And then once that that foundation is built, then I take all of all of the specific things that people are challenged with, like abundance blocks, relationship trouble, toxic relationships, you know, the art of receiving all of these other struggles, but those things can't be remedied as easily until we build a new and improved foundation. So that is all encompassed in my Limitless course. And as well as that, because I love to watch people thrive, it's my greatest joy in life is to to watch people have epiphanies and to get excited about changes that are experiencing in their lives. And so I offer twice monthly calls, live calls with people that take that course to be able to offer them insights, to give them clarity, to help them understand this process, because it's not something that we're taught growing up. You know, we really learn calculus and algebra and history, and it's like, how is that applicable? (laughs) Yeah. So, no, absolutely. And, and I, I think nowadays they're, you know, I know my kids' schools are implementing, inc- oh my God, I can't stop, implementing some mindfulness practices, which, mm-hmm. you know, is hopefully starting to teach them a little bit of meditation and that sort of thing. I mean, back in, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, you know, we prayed, but it wasn't, it wasn't about mindfulness. So I think it, it is a shift and it's a shift in how to look at it and, and what you believe and, you know, and the words that you use and how you communicate with, with source, with God, with, you know, whatever the universe, whatever works for you, whatever words you use to call it, it's about finding your, what works for your inner self and your, you know, just you and, you know, and it's just fascinating to me. It really is. I'm so grateful for you and for you sharing these fabulous gifts with us today because it is something that I really think, I do think we are on a shift. I mean, the planet is literally on a shift and I I hope that more and more people learn about, you know, 5D and about being more intentional and about you know, meditation and channeling and finding and following, just like you follow, you know, followed your intuition out into nature as a child, following that as an adult and mm-hmm. trying to really tap into what is best for you and how you communicate with your energetic self and, and with source energy. Mm-hmm. I agree. And everything, you know, in closing about all of the big concepts that we talk about, because I know it can be overwhelming for people that are just kind of coming into this, um, this realm or this world, but know that the way that people can assimilate this information is easier now more than ever. And the concepts almost are seemingly to get to becoming downloaded into people. And it's almost like something that you didn't know yesterday, you just know today with every fiber of your being and it's it's the wisdom is, is there. So that is accessible to us now more than ever. But in order to receive that, it's all about alignment, all about alignment and how you achieve alignment is through energy clearing and aligning your energy centers. You can do that. And um, alignment is acting in ways that feel best to you thinking in ways that are supportive of where you want to go, looking for solutions versus problems. All of those things bring you into alignment, but recognizing your needs and honoring those needs 
is the most aligned thing that we can do for ourselves. And when you become aligned, life works very differently. So focusing on self, it's not selfish. That's the old paradigm where this polarity existed between it's either selfish or self-sacrificing. We're finding the middle ground now. We're saying I can meet my needs as well as meeting other people's needs. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So recognizing that's where we are now. All can be fine if you just focus within. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just wonderful. And I love that advice. And I really appreciate you you know, really wrapping it up like that and explaining that it's really about alignment and and all the different ways that we can find ourselves in more and more alignment. Because also to your point, it's not, it's not something like, oh, you experienced something for your whole life and now it's cleared. I think it's like a daily process of constantly aligning and, and finding yourself and what works for you. Uh, and, and like you said, focusing on solutions instead of problems on a daily basis. So thank you so much, Jean. It was such a pleasure to have you on today. I'm fascinated by your gifts and all that you do. And I'm sure my listeners are as well. So um, guys, if you want to check out Jean Atman, you can find her. Her website is jeanatman.com. jeanatman.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also offer a free training on there under the free training tab. It's called how to stop limiting beliefs from sabotaging your future. So you can check that out. That. It gives you a little bit of a more of a breakdown of a step-by-step how to recognize those things. So I encourage people to check that out. I'm hoping to help people. And I also introduce my limitless course through there for people who'd like to dive into the work a little bit deeper. Awesome. Okay. So check that out at jeanatman.com. And also can we, uh, we'll, we'll obviously link the pod, I mean the website in the show notes. And are you on Instagram as well? I'm not really on Instagram. I do have a Facebook channel and I'm also on YouTube. Oh, great. Okay. So you guys can find her there. You can find me on Instagram at Suburban Warrior. And as always, be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast. We would love to hear your comments. Tell us what you think. Um, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, you just go on, you hit the five-star review and leave a review. We want to hear from you. So thank you all so much, listeners. We will be back next week with another amazing Suburban Warrior to share her story with you all. See you again next week.